Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. the YMM podcast. I'm Ash Cake. I'm Tito. I'm Steve. And I'm running this bitch. That's what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. The rotation's all messed up. I know. The rotation <laughs> is messed up because normally it goes Todd, Tito, Steve, me. Yeah. It's 2016, Ash. Get yeah, over. Women yeah. can do things. Women, women can are do funny. Things. Okay? Women, women are funny. <laughs> women can make jokes now. Yeah. Women can make jokes yeah. and they can do things and they yeah. can apparently make films. Yeah, they can direct films. They can. They can. They can helm uh, creative projects that are funded by StoryHive. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting, actually. So, um, do you, do you want to take the reins here? No, I just hiccuped. We're okay, good. that's fine. That's yeah, fine. You, I, I don't want to speak talking. out of turn as oh, the inferior oh gender. Oh my god! As number two, in, number a bi- two. <laughs> in a binary system. Um, no, no. Um, Why is there even a system? Uh, man? It's really interesting because. Um, <laughs> Uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Sarah, I want to say it's Sarah Word. something. But um, the director of The Hurt Locker, uh, sh- James Cameron's ex-wife, mm. which it was really interesting because the Oscars a couple of years ago. Wasn't it Bigelow? Catherine Bigelow? Is that, it was a Catherine Bigelow? I got to look this up now. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I want to say Sarah because I'm like Sarah Connor. <laughs> like, it's a shame her identifier is that she's well, James Well, Cameron's that was the thing that happened at the Oscars, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone kept bringing up the fact that she was James <gasps> no. Cameron's ex-wife. Catherine Bigelow. Oh. And, and, when she, and when she won, because she was actually competing against James Cameron for mm-hmm. Best Director, because mm-hmm. it was the Avatar year, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And, and he won Best Film, but she won Best Director. They the cameras actually panned to him to see his reaction and he got really upset about it. He was just like, he was like, the fuck are you, like, why are you focusing on yeah, me, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's her, right? And they're amicable. It's not like they hate each other or whatever. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, I've got to imagine as like a filmmaker, he's probably like, no, she just got an accolade. Like, she just got an important yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, like the, give her the like focus. The yeah, most <laughs> important Come thing on, I, I, I got the, to the like, academy. Don't, don't focus on me. I have enough accolades. You know yeah. what I mean? But um, it, it's, it's fascinating Blue because kitties. there's, there's been, I guess the point I'm trying to make is there's been a lot of really great women in film and there has been a lot of great female stories storytellers but i guess i want to say a year ago or two years ago the the canadian government uh started an initiative where they said that our mandate is going to be to try to catapult female director like emerging female directors into the 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 into cinema right Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, and and basically help them so that they're not be basically being put in the back seat or being labeled alongside male uh uh, filmmakers so to that end um story hive uh i think they're probably one of the first uh groups to actually do this i know of for sure yeah yeah that like their initiative for this digital shorts edition this round is the female director's edition. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty awesome. And I mean, like... Um, or at, just, least, at least female-led. I'm not yeah. so sure that every every director has to be female, but like the project no, it, has to be like it helmed. Has, it, no, it has to be a female director. Is it? Okay. Is the, yeah, is the thing. It said um, the project lead for the thing has well, to be... Well, project lead isn't necessarily well, the director, well, but it normally is. Oh, no, 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 yeah. I think it was... And they have to have when, creative control. Yeah, when yeah, I that's filled out it. when I filled out the thing, it said um, you have to have a female under the director title on in the in the fine print. In the fine print, yeah. 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 Well, makes sense. Yeah. Which is pretty cool, actually. It, well, it totally and is. it's interesting and, mandate. In fact, uh, there was one director that we talked to uh, when we were ramping up for the. Um, Nerdvana, the web series, mm-hmm. uh, when we just had received funding for that, while we were evacuated and everything. Um, and we were talking about another uh, another 
um, project accelerating, you know, group, the, the Sinaku and everything, uh, who, uh, you know, in, in the words of this director, uh, you know, they made a lot of sounds about being brave one year with their, their selections and uh, actually, you know, made uh, some social media posts about how, you know, they really wanted to champion female directors as well, you know, they, yeah. but it ended up being kind of lip service because yeah. you're not going to name names. They, uh, no, I'm not okay. going to name names at all. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, the Hollywood blacklist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't, I don't want to get in trubs, man. But uh, but straight up though, I mean they they uh, funded they uh, they they financed a male led project and then they optioned two other male led projects. Yeah, yeah and, and I don't want to like don't get me wrong. I, I I strongly attribute our previous two projects uh, being selected on the fact that we went to through the Cinecube oh, grinder. Oh, I do too. No, I, yeah, yeah. I 100%. don't I don't mean to disparage. Yeah. No, no. But yeah, no. I totally I, get it. There has been a lot of lip service for the whole female thing in the past so i'm glad that someone's and not just not just uh not just like on the production side of things i mean uh, i think also in the character side of things like it's 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 um people throw around uh strong female character a lot like so much so that it's become acronymized right like strong female character this is a strong female character and a lot of people are arguing now it's just like well it's not quite enough to just make a strong female character exist just because she passes the vegetal test doesn't necessarily mean that you've done anything with her like your character also has to do something (laughs) yeah and and, i mean uh i was gonna finish my thought about cynic Mm -hmm, was the fact that like while it is a great program to basically teach you how you need to what you need to do to kind of like go through these type of things i will say that in my personal opinion and 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 it's just a personal opinion i thought they it, it, while their hashtag was be brave and everything they played it really safe when they selected the winners yeah like um aside from high school brawl which was one of the co-winners, but uh, but there were all these was other it ones. Kind of like an optioned one, yeah. Everything else kind of struck me as very like, oh, this is very high concept genre, mm-hmm. right? Like stuff that we've seen before. Yeah. Um, and it, with that being said, it's it's really interesting to to talk uh, to. Uh, speaking of the topic of female uh, f- uh, female characters and strong female female characters, uh, a genre that has actually championed this before any other, and ironically because it was very exploitative to begin with, is actually uh, horror movies. Absolutely, mm-hmm. uh, they, they kind of started paving the way through the scream queens of these. I, I, I mean, I, I, the, the biggest example I can think of is is Ridley from Alien. Yeah, is probably a really great example just in the fact that. Whoa. She's a clear classic example of like a strong female character who also does something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and she's like the like I I really enjoy that movie because like she is the person with the most common sense on that ship. Like through like Don't I, you she, just want to smack Paul Reiser. Oh, and there's uh, uh, from Aliens, yeah. Mm-hmm. But in in Alien, there's a really great moment where um she actually comes in conflict with one of the supporting cast members, the other woman. Because right. she disobeyed an order because the, 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 uh, she didn't want to open the airlock after what's his name got exposed to the uh, the egg or whatever, and 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 the other because I guess she she was like oh we you know bleeding heart type thing is like we need to help him and all this sort of stuff mm-hmm. and she was following the protocol to try to quarantine quarantine and and you know it, obviously the alien or whatever but it's they have it's, a they have a really nice lunch yeah and, and <laughs> it's <laughs> but it's really interesting because you get into this whole thing where. It, the scene that pr- uh, follows it is everyone everyone kind of under all the male characters tend to kind of understand why she quarantined because she made a man's choice or whatever and then you have this other female who's the other you know what i mean and right there right that that's where the movie in my opinion kind of like deviates from the standard uh female role in film in the sense that like like this woman is not like other women you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like she's not going to fall apart during uh, the, uh, a very high stressful time. And I'm not saying, and I don't mean other women in regards to uh, just in general. I mean you other mean women like in the, the other genre. Yeah. 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 yeah, in the genre in yeah. general. No, yeah, right? speaking yeah. character wise. Yeah, hundred hmm. percent. So let's talk about your project. Yeah. Um. So this week uh, is voting week for Story Hive. I know you guys have heard us say this <laughs> a few times. Before like one or two times. As I rub my face. Um. Yeah, so same deal as with uh, Nerdvana, the series, and The Good Survivor. We are, excuse me, we are running through the Story Hive gauntlet once again. Uh, this time with a film that I am directing called People Watching. And it's your story too? Yes, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, me and Steve kind of pieced together the puzzle pieces. I kind of had this vague idea of what I thought I might want to 
see or do <laughs> or whatever and then we kind of which like is a very like actually a really good way of describing like kind of what well, exactly it is to create yeah, you know like what it is to make an original well, short yeah, film like we we just, just saw sat this down wanted to do it one evening like i think we had gone out for dinner and mm, then we like mm-hmm. came home and i was like okay so like the story hive thing like we should probably we should probably give it a shot so then we were kind of like i was like well i kind of want to do something that's like um, I don't know, something to do with like imagination or like maybe this time travel or maybe, you know, like, and so we were throwing out these concepts and stuff and I'm like, well, like, I love time travel. Like, I love, 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 love time travel stories and I love characters in time travel films, but I just wasn't exactly sure, like, what kind of story I wanted to tell. You, like, I think I was more in love with the idea of time travel than, like, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. the story could actually be. So we were like, okay, okay, what's something that could kind of, like, work with that? So we decided that maybe, like, magic might be a thing, but maybe it's not, like, super overtly obvious that it's magic. So, like, we went through this whole thing. <laughs> Tons of ideas. Tons of ideas. It was ideas. like a Spielberg Just, pitch session. Yeah, and like, then it was, like, what was it, like, a week or two where, where I was like, how's that coming along? And then finally, uh, I, I, like I was like, let's just let's just write this thing. No, well, like no, no, no. So so concept night happened, and I'm like, cool, I have this idea. And so I had like I had like this pitch, right? So mm-hmm. I could be like, okay, so there's this couple, right? And they this chick, she's like waking up and she's super hungover, so she goes into the the kitchen and she puts her coffee cup under the coffee maker. And you see the coffee go drip, 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 and then she's drinking it, and then her boyfriend or buddy or whatever is sitting on the couch and he's watching tv and she's like what the hell are you watching and he's like oh my god the news look at this craziness and then there's like these three cataclysmic events that have happened and then it cuts to the bar and then people are like cool what next and i'm like oh i don't know (laughs) 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 right so anyway we uh yeah so tito's asking me every other day he's like so how's that script coming along ash like Guessing you logged into Caltech's and just didn't see that I Someone like hadn't, do her hadn't made any progress, <laughs> but like I never the wheels really, were turned and man. Yeah. And I mean like I've worked on scripts before, but I hadn't personally like sat down and written one myself. So I had like all these ideas in the cloud and I just had to kinda like figure out how the heck to get them on paper. So then you and I went to Original Joe's last one night, and yeah. uh, you were like, "What is this film?" And I was like, "I don't know." And then we <laughs> kind of just worked on it well, until well, it became a thing. Tell me about your process. So tell me about like how how did you find it? Like, I mean, uh, I uh, you know I've written some stuff, and mm-hmm. and you know I have my way of doing it. But tell me how how you you go through the logic of of realizing your ideas so well the easiest thing for me is to kind of just like yell it at someone if that makes sense so i'm like i'm like okay listen to this and tell me if it sounds dumb or i'm like what is this like or i'll be like i'll have like a combination of ideas and kind of just like see what like kind of play around with what they might look like once they're linear kind of thing and then see if they work together and like that's kind of what me and Steve were doing that first night we had all these like concepts written down on this big piece of paper and I was like okay well like I like the idea of magic and I like the idea of time travel and I like the idea of like you know maybe like (laughs) to use the term a strong female character uh you know with like a male type sidekick who like but I'm like but do these ideas go together very well and went like and I just kind of kept cycling ideas around until I kind of like had a genre to tell this story in and I guess the hardest part was trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to say which like I don't even know if we're saying anything you know (laughs) give us money story time (laughs) but like i don't know like until until we actually sat down and start like at concept phase i was like what are we saying you know and i'm like but is this about what we're saying or is it about the entertainment of the film and like it was a very confusing time for me yeah you you went on this really like high concept cerebral adventure i did i did and because it's not something i've ever done before and like I don't know, like, directing seems like a really 
big deal because it's it's like it's this really cool thing to do. Well, like right. I think you like painted a pretty good picture of like the ether that is creation. You know, like yeah. just like oh, wh- yeah. what what do I take from so I everything possible to, to tell the story just, that I don't even know I want like, to tell yet? There's so there's so much, and like all I do is absorb like ideas. Like I'm always like reading like short stories and short horror and like watching film and watching TV shows. So like there are like people are so amazing. Cause there's so many just like crazy, awesome, imaginative, like insane ideas out there. And you're like, well, how can I like, what idea do I have? You know, does that make sense? It does. But, I- but uh, like, uh, what I want to hear about is like now that the project is realized, like, yes. So, so what is it like? That's what it looked like, you know, jumbled. That's what it looked yeah. like amorphous. What that's, does it look like now that it's a little bit more shaped? Like three weeks ago, and now it looks like a real script. Oh, that's my phone. Sorry. So I mean, to use the parable of of drinking and, yeah. and the the making of a drink that takes a lot of time and patience and and things become other things. Yeah. Like so so you had all these ideas, right? Yeah. And and really, like you said, like you've you've been on set and you've been i mean to i mean credit where it's due like you've some of our best ideas have come from you in the sense Yay. of like we will we'll do uh when we workshop scripts it's yeah. very much a team activity where you know like um uh, there's a base that yeah. that I usually kind of just spit it out, and it, you know, biggest piece of advice that I've ever uh, that I've ever read about it is, don't worry about the first draft, just yeah. finish it, just right? finish it, yeah. And and once that's done, then you know, you give yourself permission not to be married to it, yeah. And and then you get everyone to kind of input. Yeah. So so like, it, 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 and you kind of see what sticks to the wall. So uh, when once we were starting to do the script writing process, like. How did you find what was sticking for you? Um, so, well, the the concept itself had kind of taken form. We knew that we wanted to do a film about a couple who go people watching. And it's so funny because I've talked to like quite a few people about what the film's going to be because a lot of people ask and stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, it's about like people watching. Do you know what that is? And people are like, oh my God, of course I know what people watching is. I do it all the time. And that's the answer that everyone has given me. So I'm like, okay, cool. We now mm-hmm. have something on the head. Thank God. It's universal. But it's totally universal that like you wonder, you know, uh, I wonder what kind of car that person drives or I wonder what that person's job is or I wonder if that person has kids or doesn't have kids or if they're married or, you know, like, and this isn't even something that I think happens even on the surface, but even subconsciously, like, and I don't think it's a judgment thing per se. I think it's more just like a pondering of like, you know, we each have this super complicated, like, universe all in our own brain, like each of us. Mm -hmm. And it's also vastly different from each other. So I think like it's part of human nature to be curious about what other people's own universe is like. Absolutely. And I also living on the same plane. I also think there's like, there's an element of, uh, you know, we try to, we try to establish order and chaos a lot as, as humanity. And I think part of that, it also comes in terms of, um, just just filling in the blanks you see a person you immediately register their face their their you know their characteristics you make you know certain snap judgments yeah. and uh your <coughs> pardon me your brain wants to fill in the rest of the story so you yeah. make things up right well like have you ever gone to a restaurant and you see like that one lonely dude Yep. who's like eating by himself and you're like oh my god why stop is he spying on me Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like i wonder why that and i mean maybe he's just hungry maybe he just walked into the restaurant because he wanted food and you're like mm. oh my god what if he's a widow like <laughs> you know but i like everyone i've talked to about this project is like yeah i totally do that mm-hmm. like i 100 do that so like people watching is something that we do actively too mm-hmm. like we're, we're always making up stories about people and chuckling with each other and stuff like it's fun it's fun to do and it's it's a it's a cool creative process too right like trying to think up stories about these people so that became the base for the film and the title because it, i mean it fits so well but um by the time we got into writing the script it was we knew that it was going to be about people watching and we knew that there were going to be three major scenarios and we knew (coughs) that uh, something to do with the people watching or the 
whatever it is like the situation that they start in makes something crazy happen which changes the lives of the people who have been watched forever essentially mm-hmm. right so right which is like something very interesting to play with now i yeah. like i wasn't um you know i started to help with i guess conceptual stuff yeah. but i didn't really help with uh with with designing the script yeah not um, draft one anyway but yeah well i'm happy to you know j- dive in and stuff as, as we develop it but yeah. uh one thing that we did do is we did kind of like a character uh development you know workshop as we were getting ready for the deliverables for story hive yes. deliverables yeah. for story hive and one thing that we touched on was that I, i'm big on transgression like if, if you're if your characters are going to be going through a ride then you know yeah. what why though like what how do they transgress why do they kind of i guess deserve it in kind of yeah. a sadistic way yeah and uh, we started questioning you know like what well what is the danger of people watching and i guess the like the ultimate danger that we thought that uh, came from it is that down the line you know when does it become you know just just something that you use to entertain yourself and something that people just do naturally where they kind of make up stories about the strangers that yeah. are around them um and when does that become a barrier keeping you from actually getting to know the people that are around you and yeah. so that, do they turn into characters in your own mind or is you know therefore puppets you know yeah totally so like um one of the one of the biggest genres that we play around in is horror obviously uh, if you if you know our previous work um and so we kind of took like a line from horror movies and originally what we were thinking we're like well maybe we have like the five typical horror victims or like like so we were trying to figure out all this stuff and we ended up focusing on um the three mega wants which is sex money and power Mm -hmm. right um so because like condensing it down to three groups made the most sense because it's only going to be a 10 minute film. <laughs> I, just, I just flash back to Hoblio <laughs> yeah. from, from the film festival yeah no doubt um yeah so it's only 10 minutes so like we didn't have time to explore five individual characters on top of our main characters as well as the bartender so yeah we yeah. kind of um ended up going with the three major scenarios um Three's a nice number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Three's three's really good. It gives you like the nice. And you know, in a way, thing. it's it's almost it's almost good that the cake is is only half baked right now. Yeah. Uh, um, in the sense that you know there is a version of the story that exists right now, but once uh, you know if we get the funding, you'll sit down with the your mentors yeah. on your one on ones. Yeah. And and they will really help you. And, yeah, and totally. They, you know, you, I think the biggest piece that I um, that uh, we've learned from uh, StoryHive is the fact that we need to. um, they're uh, Rudy and Mike who were our mentors in the past for the last two ones yeah um, are very much about like well what's your favorite part of the script get rid of that Mm -hmm. like like just you have to you have to uh, take yourself out of it yeah you have to service the story not your ego yeah Yeah, yeah. and a little bit of that kind of happened in draft too so we kind of like went in there and I was just like well I'm, I'm in love with this like thing and then tito's like okay but like where's the story going and i'm like well like i'm in love with this but it doesn't make sense for where we think we want the story to go yeah right so we kind of had to pick it apart and be like well are we making something that you love or are we making something that makes sense (laughs) well i mean and there's and it's the balancing act right Mm -hmm. yeah totally right because like you said like everyone's got a whole universe inside their head and there's stuff that we love that you know, you, you like I I love Story Hive for this, in the fact that you know there's deadlines, there's it restricts yeah. you, and that's where the that squeezes that creative fruit and the juices come yeah. out because mm-hmm. then you kind of have to think about what's important, and sometimes you have these brilliant stroke of geniuses where you know you you realize oh these two care these two characters aren't that different, they're actually one character, they're not two, yeah. or this scenario. Uh, this scenario deserves more time, or this scenario does doesn't add to the story. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, it's it's a really fascinating process because um, it's going to be really cool to see your how you problem solve through that, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's um, I mean, it's something that we've th- like going into this again, knowing like having done good survivor and nirvana 
I think gave me the confidence to be able to do this one. Like, um, cause you know, like I haven't directed before and like, I, I have been pretty, like you guys can attest to this. I have been pretty nervous about it. And you know, like every other day I'll be like, wait, are we sure, are we sure about doing this thing? And then <laughs> you guys are like, yes, like it's going to be fine. Right. And so we got to get you away from all the ledges. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> are, are you afraid that like <laughs> that like what? <laughs> I feel that you're you're dreading the scenario where it's like the voting period will end, and then all of a sudden like the police will kick down the door into your apartment, and Steve will be like, "She's right there, officer." Yeah, like, right. No! Oh, no! Like, um, what? I mean, yeah, no, I don't know. It's just um, no, it's been interesting, and like, uh, like, but the fact that we've done it before, like. I've said this a couple of times now, but over Story Hive, I really feel like we've been assembling the Avengers as such, because like we've like worked with Matthew Chung a couple of times now, yep. and then we just picked up David. David Hyatt, yeah, David he worked Hyatt. with us on Nirvana. On Nirvana, so I'm like, I'm like, man, yeah, we really like, you know, like seem to be coming into our own a lot more, and like the experience from from previous Story Hives, like it's less nerve-wracking than I thought it would be because now that we're at voting week, I'm like, I know exactly how this works. Yeah. Because we've done it before, right? Hindsight so it's is not, 2020. Yeah, it's not unfamiliar territory. Um, and, like, um, the fact that, like, every other time we've done this as a team, it's been us three. Like, it's it's made it really a really easy transition. Like, especially because, like, normally you're our director, but, like you like for lack of a better way to explain it you've kind of been like I feel like the way that you've directed before is you've kind of prepped us to be able to jump into those shoes if we need to like even just as producers or whatever so now that it was time for me to kind of step up and put on the director shoes it's been really kind of easy it's been an easier transition than i thought it was gonna be i think is what yeah, i'm yeah. trying to say yeah um i don't remember what we were talking about <laughs> <laughs> uh, well okay okay well um um speaking yeah. of speaking of knowing what we're getting into yeah um it is voting week coming up and uh we we put together week. well yeah okay sorry yeah. as we record this is coming up as it gets released online yes. it is voting week so it go to storyhive.com and vote so for like, us yeah but um so w- this week we've got a uh, big promo plan in yes. place so um we've kind of, we did this with the good survivor and we did this with nerdvana the series and it seemed to um garner a good lot of attention for us so what we did for the good survivor is we kind of released all of those viral with the air quotes um the newscasts of um brody and zenon reporting on the end of the world and, i really like the proof of concept yeah, yeah. and the pr- and the proof of concept it was really like you know, like it was the perfect lead-in to what the Good Survivor was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like playing the like um, the sort of uh, yeah the the edited the, the the abridged version of all those videos into one video ahead of the actual screening of Good Survivor in front yeah. of crowds. The extended cut really yeah primed audiences. You know, like primed yeah. eyes for yeah. the story. Yeah, like I I watch those videos every now and again. Like especially when I'm working on like promo plan stuff because it's like I mean it worked. So like, and I, every time when I watch the full thing, like I always end up with like right? the creepy crawlies at my back, like, and it gets worse and worse as you get yeah. to well, the end. Here's the interesting thing about that, Ashley, is I think that's where you're going to get that opportunity with this project is the ability to see the bigger picture of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so a good example is the Good Survivor. Is you know we th- we're going to do these news segments, right? Yeah. But all the while, the the plan was always, this is going to be a really wicked montage at the end of this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And 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 it became serendipitous because wow, like we're going to do a little summary at the end of this, and then that summary was we were we look we watched and we're like, this is really good. Like I think this is the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because because the movie kind of like it, for those of you that have seen it, like our 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 ambition was a bit. <clears throat> a, a bit uh well it was grandiose for the good survivor mm-hmm. in the fact that like you watch that movie and it is like 10 packed minutes and the reason is because 
it was our first time actually having money for a short film mm-hmm. that you know that we wasn't our super, own. We were super, and we're like, money. we need to show <laughs> the production value of this ten thousand yeah. dollars in every way we can. Mm-hmm, right? Absolutely, and it was big world building exercise. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think I think Nirvana then refined that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, so remind me, what did we do for Nirvana, Ashley? The Nirvana promo videos. What were they? Well, we actually got to fall back on some some just fun right. time stuff oh, we made for yeah. no money. Oh my god, yes. Season so, zero dollars. Season zero dollars, of course. So we had already filmed a bunch of like nerd band of the series, kind of like mini shorts kind of thing that we weren't They were like, disjointed. They were like testing the format. Yeah, we were just kinda trying to figure that out. It thing was also out. your first uh uh yours and Stacy's first trial at writing too. It's true. Oh yeah, for our one yeah. one pop to roll them all yeah one Funko to roll them which all. which not for nothing that was our most popular one absolutely yeah it was um man that one was hilarious so yeah so and it's those... the most like the f- most full storied one i yep. think yeah yeah so we like we were lucky in the fact that we were able to show people episodes that were going to reflect what the series would look like if we got to create it right so which with no great. money with no with no money we're like this is what we can do with no money imagine <laughs> what we can do with all the money yeah and so yeah not to not to uh rub ourselves off to make a female analogy but like <laughs> the the i mean dirty dj <laughs> yeah the dirty <laughs> dj we we totally i think we really show was showed in the pilot that you know this is what ten thousand dollars gives you yeah yes. like this is what money will bring to like you like there the terminator Look at these graphics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we, like, <clears throat> there is a distinctive leap from season zero dollars to the pilot where we had yeah. money. And a lot of people are like, are like, man, like, I thought you guys were doing well before you had cash. And then, like, the pilot came out. And like, Whoa, like, this is fantastic, <laughs> yeah. right? So. Yeah, that's what that I like. nice. It, it <laughs> always shoots about us awesome in the foot, does, doesn't it? What's that? Uh, I mean, it, it, it we have a tendency of shooting ourselves in the foot because, like, I mean, again, like, you do such good costume work and design work on what we do that when we film something with no money, like, the production value is already, like, at a good level. Yeah. Where a lot of people will forgive will forgive any little th- seams that they see because they're like, this looks really well polished overall and they're actually telling a decent story. Mm-hmm. It, it's so like, it, it, then it becomes a little bit of a harder sell. It when is we're, harder, yeah. When yeah. We, when <laughs> we're, we're like, we have to show the difference. We're like, ah. <laughs> but, I, but we now have two projects where we've we've shown where that yeah. money goes yeah. and I feel that like, uh, I, I hope that people will see that like, you know, oh wow, like this is really good, which means mm-hmm. that if they get more money, they can do even better quality yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Which well, is the hope. Right? One thing that I like though is that we're it's not it's not the same trick every time, right? Like it's not the same magic trick. It's yeah. it's we, we try different things. We try uh, you know, uh, to to challenge ourselves. So this yeah. time around it's like a completely different promo plan. Even though we knew we had to have stuff daily content, we got it we gotta show you what this this project is all about. Every day of voting week, earn those votes, earn that that engagement. Yeah. But we're doing it in a different way. And we also kinda wanted to to do it without giving away too much of what the good survivor is going to end up being you mean people watching <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes man okay yes i went back in time uh, okay yes we wanted to do it without showing yeah what people watching like so well, yeah without spoiling it yeah right? without spoiling it because like i really feel like once you get to the point like yeah, anyway, I don't want to say too much. <laughs> so what are we um, doing this week? I'm so trying to set you up doing, so hard. Yeah, I know. So what we're doing <laughs> this week is, um, if this is Tuesday, in theory, I'm hoping this is going to be released on Tuesday, yesterday you will have seen, if you like the people watching page, if you don't, just go like it already. Um, I presented a drink called the Sexy Buffalo, I think was the first yes. one. Mm, drink yes. recipes. Yeah, drink recipes. So what we did is we took um, five of the major characters from the film and we made drinks based on them, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty clever. It was a so, lot of fun too. Yeah, so Sexy Buffalo is um, based on the first scenario, I guess is the best way to put it so like like i've like i've said a couple of times there are like these three events that are going to happen throughout um the film or these three stories as such and yeah so the first drink is based on this couple who like i know we've all seen them when we've been drinking out at the bar or like it's 
totally a common thing to see in like um, sitcoms and stuff. The relationships turning a little stale. So they go to the bar and pretend to meet each other for the first time and pick each other up is essentially what we think might be happening in this scenario. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to spice up their love life. So we ended up making a spicy shandy cocktail in the first spicy yes i regret not trying that one it was really good i can make you one now i know how to make it really well (laughs) i made it so many times it's so spicy though like (laughs) it's those serrano peppers (laughs) when i date like it's so funny because i was watching the video again today like the edit and like when i take the sip i'm kind of like "Mm," and then my eyes are like pop like oh my god it's so spicy (laughs) she turns out that simpsons were like uh the lemon tree He's just like, no, excuse me, I'm just, uh, all this talking has made me a little bit hungry. He bites into the lemon and his eyes just start walking <laughs> like, because he just, yeah. <laughs> like, he, he can't, he can't admit that it's the sourest thing he's ever been yeah. in. And I mean, like, yeah, so, like, the drink's spicy, but it's actually really delicious. Like, it, that was a really good one. Um, so for the rest, They're all really good. They're all really good. So yes. there are four other drinks for the rest. I suppose maybe by the time this one comes out, the second video will be out. Yeah. But um, the four other drinks are Drunk in Love, which is which are based on Mel and Cole, mm-hmm. who are the main characters of the film. Um, we've got the Sneaky Cobra, which is based on the second scenario of the film. Mm-hmm. There's a um, group of uh, burglar types who... Um, you know, I might be getting up to some mischief. Maybe they're planning a heist or something in the bar. Um, then there is one called The Resurrection, which is based on an older man named Victor who's, you know, like um, hanging out in the bar by himself, drinking some really hard-looking bourbon or whiskey or something and just looking kind of old and forlorn. <laughs> and then there is the Mordecai, which is actually the signature drink of the film and is... It's the drink that gets melancholy into trouble, it's right? The, yeah, it's the drink that gets melancholy into the trouble. The lesson is, don't take drinks from strangers. But he's the bartender. He's the bartender. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Yeah, so Marty, Morty, the bartender, um, yeah. Let's just say maybe Morty's been doing some people watching of his own. Mm. And, um, oh, snap. You know, it's Melancholy's favorite game. Um, and when they ask him for the strongest drink in the bar, he lets them know there might be some consequences to drinking liquor that that's that is that hardcore. So I guess we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, I, I really I love I love this. I like from like uh, you know being kind of on the sidelines and and you know having a little like creative like splash here and there. Um, it's really been fun to like see this kind of evolve from well when you first started talking about it. Yeah. Um, people watching came up really really early on. Just just the concept of like you know like people talking about the strangers that they don't know and kind of making up these stories and yeah. and how that can be fun and you know how how can that turn into something and now it has really turned into something and uh, you know we're, we're playing a lot close to the chest as far as storyline goes um but they're like i love how this has evolved and i love the three kind of uh vignettes that are going to be told you yeah, know throughout yeah, the story yeah, um, and how they affect the main characters i love it yeah this whole storyline thing <laughs> so, <laughs> I, know, I know i'm like staring into space so you're, you're you're like so like your hook, line, and sinker into this project, though, like your head is just in this like, game yeah, right now. Yeah, it's it's all I think about all the time, and um, it's so funny because we um, we were trying to decide on like the theme song for mm-hmm. the uh, for for it and stuff, and like Tito sent me a few music things, and I was kind of like playing through a bunch of music and stuff, and um, the first few songs that you sent me, I'm like, man, like Tito would like these, is what it was like. What I thought, I'm like, these are like these like scream like like the kind of music that i like think of when i think of you so like, <laughs> that's hilarious yeah i'm like oh yeah this is tito 100 percent tito um, taste tito taste yeah but uh so i kind of like yeah peruse this like music library like looking for stuff and i'm listening to all this stuff and i'm just like oh my god i'm never gonna find like anything that i like and then all of a sudden we I find this one and I was like, oh, this one has a funny name. I can't remember what it was called now. Not, oh, not like for the life of me. Like Lady Bully. 
or something yeah, like la- it. Yeah, Lady yeah. Bully. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, that'd be hilarious if I use this one. And I click into it and it was perfect. Like exactly what I was looking for. I'm like, this is. Yeah, that's it. And then I listened to 15 more tracks just to be safe. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you went with the dress you tried on first. Yes, yeah. exactly. Which is always the way. That no, yeah. Uh, and it's it was a good choice, too. It, yeah, I really enjoy it. So that's what plays behind the uh, promo plan videos. And the pitch video. And the pitch yep. video. So, yeah. So um, now that you're like in in the seat, the director's seat and such, and providing the story have deliverables, um, how do you feel about elements like the log line and the synopsis? So those were, um, so, so just so that people know, the three of us actually sat down um, before deliverables time and I was like, this is what we need, <laughs> essentially. So um, like we kind of just went through each thing one by one and discussed like what we thought was best and it ended up being like we I had like a big notepad in front of me and we were just writing down like log line after log line after log line until we found one that fit um and then for the synopsis we were kind of like throwing out ideas about like what kind of like games do people play in the bar like sociables um you know um quarters like people watching like that seems to those three seem to kind of like fit together and then we kind of yeah like um also trying to decide like uh what because there's like those extra things that you can talk about like characters or storyboards or Mm -hmm. um all that kind of stuff so we decided to outline you know um mal cole and morty to give people an idea of what like you know the three major players in the film are about and and stuff like that so um yeah, like I, I'm really happy with the deliverables. Actually, like they turned out way better than I than I thought. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be every step of this this entire yeah, process for you. Yeah, honestly, it's honestly I feel like, like everything I, we do is going to be better than you thought it was going to be. Yeah, which which has kind of been the way things go for us a lot. Like like even with the Good Survivor and and uh, Nerdvana the series, you know, I like each step of the way, I've always kind of been like amazed at how how it turns out and this project's no different for sure like um yeah like i don't even know what to say it's just it's been like we're we're not even we've only dunked our toe in the pool like we haven't even jumped in yet and it's and i'm already like so happy with the way that things are going and like like the script is so cool. I mean, the dialogue's kind of garbage right now, but it's only the first draft, right? <laughs> so, like, like you know, like, there are a few lines that are just, like, Mel says this to Cole, kind of. But, you know, like, until we actually... Because we are going... Um, part of the promo plan is actually to sit down together and do uh, live broadcasts of us maybe doing storyboarding or... Um, yeah. Or um, workshopping the script. Workshopping the script. So, you know, like, we don't know what those couple's names are, but maybe we can get some ideas of names off of, like, off of people during the live broadcast. I'll be like, what should we even name these people? You know what I mean? And I think that That's that really might, cool. be, might be a really cool idea. Like, yeah, get some audience. Yeah, with Facebook Live and everything. Yeah, well, Facebook Live is such a huge thing at the moment, you know? So, like, if we get our audience involved, I feel like they'll Instant be more conversation. In, I, I have invested a, in the project. I have, like, right? a like like a 15 second rule with facebook live i will always like if i say it on my feed i will always click on it just because i'm like oh what's this person up to this is happening and right I, now yeah and i'll be like listen for about 15 seconds see whether or not i'm actually interested so yeah so that's part of it too right like yeah totally. kelton does it all the time <laughs> yeah yeah kelton does do it all the time um well especially with tiff coming up i know he was um you building know, his brand yeah kind of building <laughs> his brand a little bit and i think that's totally cool like i think it's a cool way to do it um i see a lot of businesses who do it i mean i do it for nerdvana <clears throat> all the time right like that 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 like fact of something being live is just so fun yeah like straight up like you get that notification on your phone it's like this page is live or this person is live and you're like 
I'm just so curious. Yeah. Like, are they masturbating? They could be doing absolutely <laughs> nothing. And like half the time, they really are doing nothing. Yeah. But, but you click into it at least for a little while, like you said, like 15 seconds, because you're like, what's going on in my world right this second? Yeah, exactly. I want this window into another place in time. And that's exactly what people watching is about. Like, you get this window into like what these other people's lives are. Oh, that's so great. I love it. Full circle. Stuff like that happens. Full circle. But um, yeah, so... Yeah, workshopping the script live style. So if you keep your eyes out for it, yeah, keep your yeah. eyes open for it because like we're definitely open to suggestion on like um like we've got at least six characters who don't have names yet even. Yeah, and so maybe maybe some maybe of our could, audience will get credited for some it, ideas. Maybe it could be your name. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, what about the, tell me about the budget how was that for you so the budget was really tough because um, I like really have no concept of what things cost <laughs> in film <laughs> um, but thankfully because we have done um, Good Survivor and Nerdvana um, you actually have a lot of experience in working with the exact budget that yeah. we are going to be getting so that's and I nice. Could, I could probably speak a little bit to it, and just yeah, uh, as a heads do. up to you and for the people that uh, that are maybe thinking about applying in the future, is that yes, it is ten thousand dollars, but you do not get it all at once, and you do not get it right away. Now, yes. that being said, it's not like oh my god, how am I going to make this short? It's uh, it requires a little bit of patience um, because once you get your uh, once you get uh, your funding, it takes them a couple of weeks to uh, to get you that uh, that that first check, which yeah. is. $5,000. You get the first half up front and the second half once you're done. So there is an expectation that uh, filmmakers are expected to either defer or or put some money up front. Uh, the way we've operated in the past is through agreements with our cast and crew we've kind of had that conversation where like, okay, so we need to do this to film. Are you okay with us paying you at the end once we get the secondary check? And mm -hmm. we've we we have a really great relationship with all the people that we work with, and uh, you, you know they're they're complete <laughs> yeah they're completely fine with it, right? Mm -hmm. They know they know where we live. Yeah, <laughs> like if, exactly. Yeah, and, and they know they know on storyhive.com it says a big old funded right on the poster, right on the box yeah, art, yeah, so they exactly. know they know that. I we're know good you for have it. my money, Tito. Yeah. Yeah. They know we're good for <laughs> it. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh well red has been awesome too actually like um it's so funny because like a few days before you know before um like when i was still like kind of deciding like i get this message from him on facebook like he's never messaged me on facebook before and he's like yo you do that lady story hive i was like yes red, for god's sake of do it I'm do like, it to film it for us <laughs> no so, he, he was he immediately jumped on that he was oh like, yeah is, so ash was gonna do it right yeah. <laughs> and he really enjoyed the 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 draft of the script too yeah, yeah yeah he um red was right in there with um with a lot of the ideas about um the script and stuff and he's been helping us workshop it a little bit so i'm so grateful and like um we decided when we were going to take on the project that Rhett would be our director of photography yeah and so for those that don't know Rhett shot uh the good survivor and nerdvana and nerdvana yeah and um like we decided from day one that Rhett would be behind the camera if we did get the ten thousand mm -hmm. dollars um so we wanted him in on the ground floor well at the foundation level actually um pouring the basement as such because yeah, that way um, you don't have to kind of you, we don't have to play catch up when exactly, it comes to it exactly. because well I mean Rhett doesn't live in the same city as us so he did grow up here though he did yes yeah yay local um but yeah um so we bring him in and like it's so much easier if he's with us every step of the way so that he knows exactly what we're looking for visually and man like that dude has such a good eye too he does like I'm so excited. It's so, going to be awesome. Yeah. So to that end, um, the same way that um, uh, the directing quality went up because I let go of the camera and yeah. got someone else to do it, what are you going to do with stuff like uh, design and costumes now that you have to put on the hat of director? So design and costumes, I'm not 100% sure yet because like... Gotta let go of that power. I know, I know, I know I have to let go <laughs> yeah. of it. And it's tough. It's tough, it man, because, like, I'm so, like, tied to it. So I think, like, I would want to bring in someone who 
I feel like I could really trust with it or even just be like, when are you guys do it or something like, but like, I, I would like to be quite hands on in it because like design and costuming and stuff like that's my jam. Like I love, love figuring out the way things are going to look and like essentially trying to make it look perfect so that like the scene is set so that the actors can get in there and act and it'll look so just right. You the, know what I mean? So the, 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 the best piece of advice I can give you in that regards is you need to find someone with that skill set to do costumes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But also someone who you can develop or have a relationship with in which they can understand what you want so that they can yeah. translate. And you also have to give up a little. You have to be yeah, no, ready totally. for them to put their own take on it. Yeah. And and some and, and more often than not, you'll you, like you were saying, you keep surprising, you keep being surprised. Yeah. They'll I surprise do. you with the caliber of what they deliver. Yeah, right? totally, totally. And like, I mean, I mean that you, that's totally not person. to say that you, you <laughs> don't still then become a creative influence in it. Yeah, it's no. just, it, you know, but it becomes mastering delegation. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it's gonna, it's a huge job, right? It's gonna be, and I mean, like, there's a lot of players. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is probably um, cast wise the biggest one, right? Yeah, yeah. This one's gonna be the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Ah, ah. Yeah, and I mean, j- just think of it this way. I mean, when when we did uh, both uh, the Good Survivor and Nirvana, um, yeah, it's Rhett, Rhett's eye that is shooting those images, but it's only because we communicated to him what we wanted, what we wanted and what yeah. the expectation was, yeah. right? I mean, and then we gave him the freedom to bring his own flavor to it. Yeah, totally, yeah. exactly. So, um, and I mean, speaking of. the the way things look we have been doing some location scouting and stuff too already um because there's like there's one scene where we need kind of like a like man cave style Mm -hmm. looking area and um we managed to scope one of those out recently Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um thankfully i know a lot of dudes who spend a lot of money on man cave type stuff man cave type (laughs) stuff so like through the shop you know so so that was pretty awesome that we man uh have found that already um the bar is kind of tough but just because like so many bars have windows and like part of part of cheating uh in film because not everything is what it seems. Uh, when you shoot in a bar, you can't really ask them to close down at nighttime. <laughs> so unless you pay them lots of unless money, unless you pay them a lot of money, right? So like normally when we shoot in bars, we shoot during the day. Like the Good Survivor has the scene where uh, <laughs> we, the shot, dream we shot before sequence. daylight. <laughs> yeah, we, we shot pre-daylight and into the sun rising, and we ended up having to like block all the windows and stuff. Like yeah, so yeah, we're working on that too. Um, yeah, there are. How many locations are there? There's an apartment, a bar, um, outside of a bar. Um, the man cave. The man cave and just a house, essentially. <laughs> yeah, a dude's house. And one more that I'm not going to give away because it's kind of important. But, yeah, so, yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think things have been going pretty good so far sorry i'm i'm wriggling around so much like i'm i'm all over the place they have been going very you like you're you're un un uh restrainable yeah kind of i'm jumping all around the place so sorry if my my volume keeps changing but yeah so what is what do you want people to know about this film like why should people vote for you because it's gonna be good okay no (laughs) (laughs) um i just I really feel like it's something that a lot of different people could find interesting because I feel like part of us wants to know what other people's lives are like. Like, that's why you make friends, right? Like, that's why you meet other people. That's why you talk to other people. That's why you garner relationships is because you have a curiosity, like deep down about what that other person is like. And maybe if you're too shy to approach them or like you know you just kind of like feel more comfortable distancing yourself from others you make up stories about them instead and like I think that's kind of cool like I feel like it's going to be really cool learning what type of people Mel and Cole are based on 
the images that they put on other people if that makes sense wow yeah. no that that makes like a ton of sense that's fantastic yeah. like yeah. what's reflected in them yeah, through other people at the end of the day that's not what those people are like like at all it's not them it's this image that uh mal and cole have projected onto you them. know it, it's interesting because this reminds me of that uh old saying um we judge others by their actions and we judge ourselves by our expectations. So yeah. there's an interesting wrinkle of that in what you're the story you're telling. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like um <clears throat> like with other people, what you see is what you get. But with yourself, it's all about what you think you're like. But what does that say what does that say about melancholy as people? Exactly. Their action of people watching, what does that say about them as characters, right? Exactly. And I think it's gonna be really cool. To figure them out and figure out this wild card Morty dude, like mm-hmm. what is he like? What is he up to? So, um, in in keeping to the uh, female director's edition theme, mm-hmm. um, do you feel that this your that your film, um, like delivers on a female take on a story? I think so. Um, where Mel is the main character, she really is. The driving force of the story like um cole he's a really cool dude um but he's always just been along for whatever ride mal's taking him on pretty much like that's kind of the way their relationship works i mean they're both strong characters but this dude like he just thinks mal's super rad and he's like keen to do whatever she's doing pretty much right like so i feel like um yeah it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see i mean we we're going to have several quite strong female characters. And I mean, like, also, like, I'm trying to think of the way to word it. Um, I, like, I might be a female directing it, but at the end of the day, like, it's just going to be another story that I think is worth watching. You know what I mean? Whether it's a female directing it or a male directing it or whatever, like, or if it's a main female character, a main male character, or mm-hmm. like whoever's in it, like at the end of the day, I just think it's a really cool story to tell, you know? So like, I think that's what's going to make it interesting. I think, I think by just the nature of it, it will, it, it has a female perspective to it, Yeah. but, uh, but but I like the uh, like. Uh, there's nothing wrong with movies that are overtly like masculinely perspected, no, 100%. and movies that are overtly femininely perspected. Um, and it would surprise you to look at the directors' names on some yeah. of those movies. Sometimes oh, the totally. more masculine-driven movies are directed by females, and sometimes yeah. the more feminine-directed movies are directed by men. Um, and so I like. I, I really like the idea and, and the way that you worded it of just that. You know what, like male, female, whatever. Like this is a story you just want to tell. Yeah, it. I mean, it is what it is, and I. What it is is it's gonna be really cool. Like I'm, like I'm just really excited to show people and get other people involved, and you know, like really make something cool of of um, what's hopefully an opportunity given to us by Storyhive, right? Yeah, and uh, it's interesting you should say that because, like, you know, um, gender. there's a lot of conversation around gender happening this day and age now right um but you're absolutely right like the the real question is how how much of that translates on film and just if a guy if there's a male director does the film have a masculinity it's masculinity to it personal take i don't believe so i don't think so either yeah because masculinity and and femininity um they're they, they exist regardless of gender. Yeah, they're right? universal. Like, exactly. Like yeah. we have a mix, we have a ratio of that and whatever else in us mm. as well. Um, but to that end, I like what you said about like, I mean, essentially the story is the story, right? Yeah. And yeah. and and your, vo- your voice being a female is going to come through regardless of the fact that this is yeah. a, a, a female edition. Now, <clears throat> I want to ask you an interesting question from... The female female perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you, by by the time this comes out, there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, you're going to be seeing all of the other projects, right? Yeah. Do you think that there's going to be projects that pander to that? That pander to like, f- you know, the f- like the topic of women in film. Okay, so without sounding 
the way because I can't speak to it. I know <laughs> without sounding the way this is Check going to privilege. sound. Mm-hmm. Um, there already is, mm-hmm. and I know because um, I spent two hours <laughs> on Friday scouring social media for projects like. Um, what I wanted to do was like this mass follow Friday thing on Twitter. Cause mm-hmm. like, um, it's, yeah, because you don't like, we don't, you don't know until story Hive releases it day one of voting until, week. You don't know exactly who is actually going to be a part exactly. of it. Exactly. So while I was trying to do like a shout out thing and, um, like there is a lot of solidarity in females and filmmaking because, um, it is largely regarded as a male dominated industry. Absolutely. Um, so I wanted to give shout outs to other projects and be like, hey, like, make sure you follow these films. Like, these are the other story hive films. Like, there's some cool stuff out there. A lot of what I saw was starkly feminine, like fully pushing the female agenda. And, and which what I'm, your- which like, that's fine, right? And I mean, like, a lot of the stories do look really interesting and like compelling and fun. And like, there were a lot of them that I. It's funny because there were a few from BC that I was like, oh, God, I'm so glad that I'm in the Alberta pool. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, it's uh, it's it's really cool to see, um, like, what what's the word that I'm trying to use? It's like a – it's just a whole different ball game this time. Like, even um, – uh, even on social media and stuff, I've been seeing like all the teams tweeting at each other and wishing them luck and like, can't wait to see your pitch and blah, blah, blah. And this isn't something that I had really seen out of the other story hives. Like there wasn't this like... Support? Camaraderie? Yeah, there wasn't like camaraderie like before pitch time. Like it, it just isn't something that I've seen before. So that's been a really interesting dynamic to kind of um pick up on is like yeah the amount of support for each other is is really cool considering it is a competition at the end of the day there's only 15 teams from alberta and only 15 from bc like we're all just trying to win money to like do what we love and make what we want to make so yeah it's really interesting there there's some really cool stuff out there though so you know that's nerve-wracking too a lot of wheat a lot of chaff i don't know what that means <laughs> a lot of a lot of, a lot of great a lot of a lot of meh um a lot of great not a lot of meh cool yeah which is really cool to see like yeah i noticed that uh, as well in this uh um developing the social media campaign like there's a lot more activity prior to the voting started yeah like i, like, I think I, I mentioned in a thread i was like man these girls aren't fucking around <laughs> yeah, yeah and i mean like good survivor it really felt like for everyone else it started with the pitch like we didn't see the majority of other projects until voting day one when the pitch came out yeah right but like this like this time i've seen a lot of stuff coming up early so yeah, it's interesting. It's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. Like, I'm really excited to see all the pitches because you know I'm gonna watch every single one. Well, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, no, we I will. I can't not. I have every time now. So well, it's really funny, and I mean, I like not. It's I I thought of the way to phrase it in my brain, and I was like, wow, that sounds really like you know like uh, jerking ourselves off kind of thing. Uh, but I was like, you know, maybe people are like catching on where it's not like it doesn't start when voting day one starts. Yeah, no, I mean, audience building like, starts when when you're starting to get your deliverables into deliverables into story hive yeah like the faster you can the sooner you can build that audience the better because like um the people watching page i think we're sitting around 200 likes on facebook at the moment like if all 200 of those people vote every day that's pretty, pretty awesome solid. that's a fantastic start and it's only going to get better from there whereas if you only start on monday of voting week then like cool your friends and family are probably going to vote because they love you and all but that you're stuff. just starting to find your and audience just starting to find your audience so like if you can build that audience sooner rather than later like it's it's only going to be better for you during the story hive campaign i guess I don't know. no absolutely and i mean that's a big part of it like the voting is a metric that they use but they it's, also yeah, decide massive, yeah. you know i, I don't I, it's funny it feels like this like 
it's it's the world council it's like the shadowy group of people yeah. that we just don't know we, uh, we, we don't, don't know we don't get told. <coughs> and we don't know who makes the choices and stuff which is i mean it's cool but like there is an element of like of strategic decision making that goes yeah. into it when and they use the metrics to to color that decision uh yeah, so it's... so it is about the votes but it is also about proving that you can get an audience for your project because that w- is what you need moving forward when you're yeah. not pitching to story hive and when you're pitching to investors yeah. you need to be able to do that very same thing exactly because why would they give you money if no one wants to if there's no audience yeah building the audience is such a huge part of it well yeah like like the part that's like voting build your audience like it's actually Mm -hmm. a tagline of of like the next part of story hive right so yeah yeah so the next part right now is 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 getting your votes in yeah so please go do that (laughs) like right now (laughs) um yeah so it is um you can vote uh, once per day per project. Yeah, they limit you one vote they, per project. And you get five votes overall each day. So, mm-hmm. yeah, go out there and check out some red films. But <laughs> we always say it, vote, vote, vote for us first and, then, and go, then go exploring. Go exploring. Where you Find can figure others. out, yeah, where Find you can vote others, the, for yeah. the other ones. Yeah, yeah no, because there will be stuff worth worth voting for. Oh, totally. I, I already, like, I know several of the other filmmakers who are in it and, like based on what they've made before like i know it's going to be good so so we should we should wrap up but you should give us the tagline you should give us the logline oh my gosh sorry i'm just getting so stiffly um so yeah no cat hair yeah here at uh at coffee table studios i know coffee table studios um so what what is the logline just because you don't remember it doesn't mean it didn't happen boom just like that just like that yeah i i do love that about about films as if yeah like (sighs) <clears throat> the logline is so critical in that, like, if you can't explain it in a logline, it needs work, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this explains it very nicely. I think so, too. I can't wait. Me, can't too. Wait. I was so excited. Yeah, we should wrap this up, I think. We've been talking for a while about me. <laughs> yeah, get used to it. Yeah, get no, used to it. no, no, this isn't about me. This is about this is about this team, and it's about film. I had, I had, it's gonna be so good. I know. I just said we should wrap it up, but real quick anecdote. I had this conversation uh, years ago with Becca Hess, who's like just yeah, getting yeah, yeah. so much attention right now, and so much, yeah. so much fame, which is so amazing. But I remember her talking about how she's like, I had to just kind of like let go at one point because I just raged again. Like she like just felt so weird talking about herself so much, right? Like yeah, and to, and just just have people be interested in asking questions about you and and your creation and all that stuff and she's just like i had to just let go of that i had to just give give myself permission make peace with it it's okay to talk about myself it's not conceited it's 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 part of what you're doing as a creator and and sharing your creation so get used to it yeah working (laughs) on it working on it all right so i guess for this uh toddless episode of the wyman podcast all about people watching on story hive which you should have already voted but if you haven't go do it right now people I'm, watch film yeah at people, at watch people watch film on instagram and twitter people watching dash the film on facebook yeah for the ymm podcast i'm Ashcake. i'm tito i'm steve um see you next set or at the flicks or on story hive voting for my stuff cool (laughs) (laughs) the ymm podcast T-Man Entertainment Production in association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find out more at ymmpodcast.com. <laughs>